Asia-Pacific Currents. News and labour issues from the Asia-Pacific region. We strongly condemn the, the police that arrest uh, the protesters. Saturday mornings at 9 o'clock. On Community Radio 3CR. Workers of the world should unite to fight this greedy capitalist. Brought to you by Australia Asia Worker Link. Good morning and welcome to Asia Pacific Currents. I'm Giselle and I'm taking you through to 9.30 this morning. It is Saturday the 29th of August. Um, So much coming up on today's program, but of course some really important announcements as well. And you would have noticed that I was a third time lucky start to the show this morning. Something very strange with the fade function, but we got there in the end. And of course that wonderful theme music that you can always rely on Asia Pacific Currents for. Asia Pacific Currents is brought to you by Australia Asia Worker Links. If you do want to get in touch with us, you can find us on the web or the w's.aawl.org.au. We're on Facebook and Twitter as well. You can follow news and current affairs from the Asia Pacific region on those two social media platforms. Of course, a big thank you to Annie McLaughlin and the Solidarity Breakfast crew for yet another wonderful and insightful program this morning. And they too will be back next Saturday morning. So what is coming up on this morning's show? Uh, Pierre Morrow, uh, the other producer of Asia Pacific Currents, um, over the last week had the good fortune of interviewing a very, very long-term and, and old comrade of, uh, of AAWL, of Australia Asia Workerlings. Anton Marcus is the General Secretary of the Free Trade Zones and General Services Employee Union, which is uh, based in Sri Lanka. Um, so Anton was vi- visiting Australia recently. And, of course, we've been um, following that story of the Ansel workers for some time, Ansel being an Australian company, um, the workers being Sri Lankan and very, very deeply exploited. So Anton was here. He spoke at an Ansel rally. Uh, we had dinner with him and then Pierre did an interview and that's what we will be bringing you in the second part of the program. Of course, the other really important um, news that I wanted to bring you today is that um, there is that demonstration in Bendigo. The UPF, the United Patriots Front, have called another rally. This rally is um, uh, the, the rally is uh, allegedly to oppose the building of the mosque, which um, has gone through VCAT and the Supreme Court and the mosque is being built. There's no reason to prevent the mosque from being built, but the UPF has have called their rally um, for Bendigo basically to try and garner support, I presume, because they can no longer win in Melbourne. So that is in Bendigo. I'm going to play that announcement right now um, so that at the end of this show you can can uh, get get going so that you can get there in time. The fascist group United Patriots Front are organising against a mosque in Bendigo this Saturday. Campaign Against Racism and Fascism will hold a counter-rally against them to show our opposition to Islamophobia and fascism. We are calling on all our supporters to meet us at 1pm at Bendigo Trades Hall, 40 View Street, Bendigo. We will then march to the Bendigo Town Hall as a group at half past 1pm. For more information, SMS 0422 or visit the Campaign Against Racism and Fascism Facebook site.
absolutely get there. One o'clock at the Bendigo Trades Hall, which is at 40 View Street in Bendigo. Um, the Our latest um, information is that the UPF have moved their rally from the town hall um, to the mall. And we think that the police are ordering people out of the city um, basically to leave the fascists and the anti-fascists to fight it out amongst ourselves. We really, really need people. Uh, we need you to meet us in Bendigo. Meet us at um, the Bendigo Trades Hall, 40 View Street, so that we can tell these fascists one, once and for all that Muslims are welcome, fascists are not, um, and, and defeat this movement in its infancy um, so that we're not fighting a much, much bigger and violent struggle as time goes on and if they're given the chance to grow. I am also going to just um, play one more announcement before I go into news from around the region and this is um, the uh, support the street medics which was the aftermath of the last time we faced the fascists on the streets of Victoria. The Melbourne Street Medics need your help. On Saturday the 18th of July, when we took to the streets against Reclaim Australia, Victoria Police pepper sprayed the crowd. We treated more than 100 people and we're asking you to donate to help restock our kits and train up new medics. We believe in empowering people to fight for a better world. Please help us to care for those who stand up for our rights. Please go to ozcrowd.com and search for Melbourne Street Medics or go to the Melbourne Street Medics Facebook page for more information on how to donate. It is eight minutes past nine o'clock here on Community Radio 3CR. You're listening to Asia Pacific Currents and I'm Giselle Hanna and it's time now for news from around the region. We're kicking off in Thailand this morning. As reported last year, Andy Hall is a British migrant and labour rights activist who works in both Burma and Thailand. In 2013, Andy wrote a report detailing the abuses of migrant workers at the Thai fruit cannery, Natural Fruit Company. Almost immediately, the company charged Andy with defamation. Last week, the Natural Fruit Company filed more charges against Andy Hall. This is a clear case of intimidation against labour rights in Thailand and as part of the continuing crackdown by the military dictatorship in Thailand. Of course, um, some of the details of that, yes, definitely abuses against migrant workers at that Thai fruit cannery, but also uh, one of the things that Andy exposed in that um, news story that he, he did on, on the fruit cannery was the the extent, the depth and breadth of child labour. Um, and for that, he's being charged with defamation Um as, as opposed to, you know, lies or something like that. The fruit company hasn't denied that the allegations Andy's made are true, but rather that his exposure of it is limiting the profits that that company can make. Moving now to Lebanon, as reported recently on the mass protests in Iraq, last week it was a turn of Lebanon to witness an explosion of popular anger via mass demonstrations. While these protests started off as a reaction to uncollected garbage, they soon became a generalised protest against the government and politicians. The demonstrators were then met with police repression, leaving at least one person dead and scores injured. These latest protests are an indication of the ongoing political and economic crisis that is engulfing the region. 
The reaction by the various ruling classes of intensifying internal repression and expanding military action only contribute to increasing the impoverishment of millions of workers and their families. Only by workers taking control can these problems start to be addressed. And now looking at the visit of Anton Marcus, of course, we're going to bring you more detailed information about this in the second part of the show. But as we did report last week, Anton Marcus, a general secretary of the Free Trade Zones and Union, uh, uh, Free Trade Zones and General Services Employees Union, was in Melbourne last week as a part of a campaign for union rights for Ansel workers in Sri Lanka. The demonstration outside the headquarters of Ansel Australia was well attended by a number of unions and labour activists. This effort is part of an expanding international campaign against the anti-worker activities of Ansel in countries around the world, such as Malaysia. And looking at the region more broadly, the slowing of the world's economy and falling oil prices are starting to have an effect in oil-rich countries in West Asia that host millions of migrant workers. While the brutal conditions that many of these workers have to endure has been documented many, many times over, the reality is that many are now losing their jobs. In Amman, thousands of workers from the Indian subcontinent have been left stranded with no money as companies cut back. In the meantime, leaders from countries like India and Uganda continue to seek investment from countries in West Asia, regardless of the cost to their own citizens. And again, as we have reported over many, many years, the shipbreaking sector in South Asia is one of the most dangerous occupations for workers in the world. Not surprisingly, it's also poorly unionised with governments and companies actively repressing attempts by workers to form genuine unions. While there are many international campaigns that highlight these abuses and work towards improving conditions, the reality is that without independent unions, workers will continue to work long hours for low pay and in very dangerous conditions and will post details of a latest publication that's been released looking at the um, occupational health and safety issues as well as the overuse of migrant workers in the shipbreaking industry in South Asia. And finally, workers in Iraq for over a decade have been battling various governments to get better laws in relation to workers' rights and the right to organise. Finally, earlier this month, the Iraqi government passed a new labour law that guarantees workers a right to strike and to organise, among other improvements. Nevertheless, as the recent mass protests against corruption of the last few weeks have shown, the implementation of these new regulations is not a foregone conclusion. There is absolutely, definitely still a fight that we need to win and some solidarity that we must extend to our brothers and sisters in Iraq. 13 minutes past nine o'clock here on Community Radio 3CR. Some community announcements and then we'll get right into our feature story with Anton Marcus. This is Irene Bolger, former Secretary of the Nurses Federation in Victoria. Throughout the nurses' dispute in 1986, 
and the waterfront dispute in 1998, 3CR was always there, broadcasting the voices of workers in struggle. You're listening to 3CR Community Radio and we're broadcasting live from the Bay to Chicken Strike here in Melbourne. We've just seen all of the thousands of nurses walk through to their meeting and people from different unions showing their solidarity. 3CR, radio for the workers, by the workers, since 1976. As I mentioned earlier, Pierre um, uh, Pierre Morrow had an opportunity to speak with Anton Marcus while he was in Australia recently. Anton is a General Secretary of Free Trade of Free Trade Zones and General Services Employees Union. He was in Australia to um, build solidarity and support for the struggle of the Ansel workers. And here is that interview. Can you give us a brief overview of the situation for workers in Sri Lanka? If it is uh, in general terms, uh, you know, the organised sector is very, very uh, low because of uh, the repression and the oppression. And altogether we can say about less than 18% of the Sri Lankan workforce have been organised in unions. Uh, mostly, the most uh, organised sector is the plantation sector, but of course the unions are very much tied up with political parties, so therefore there is a question about uh, whether these unions are really represent the interest of their members. And when it comes to the private sector, private sector is less than 5% have been unionised, uh, uh, but they are also, we have a problem with these unions are affiliated to political parties. And when it comes to the free trade zones, uh, we can say that about 10% uh, have been organised. Uh, so the organising of workers in the free trade zone is uh, ongoing activities, uh, but it is uh, it's a very, very difficult task. And now, after two, it, it took 22 years for us to organize the union, the first union in the free trade zone. And now we have unions in the free trade zone, and even we have entered collective agreements. As far as I understand, the whole island of Sri Lanka is defined as a free trade zone. After 1978, the introducing of this so-called free economy policy they start the free trade zone, but it was only the located area. But in 1992, the government declared the whole country as a free trade zone. The meaning is uh, there are located zones as well as the uh, industries outside the zones, which also have the same type of facilities uh, and uh, same uh, investment uh, tax-free and other facilities so they can run their uh, industry outside the zones also. Now, during the war against uh, the Tamil Tigers in the north, and even in the years following, there was a lot of repression from the government. How did this affect uh, organising workers? Yeah, because, you know, especially the all the governments who came to power, they used this racism for their political purposes. So, therefore, uh, during the uh, uh, war situation, uh, you know, the, all the governments who were in the power, they always asked the workers to not to demand anything because the first task for them to 
crack down the so-called LT, uh, LTTE and the Tigers. So therefore, all the, uh, the, the unions who are fighting for their rights were branded as uh, LTT agents and uh, Tigers. So the situation was very, very tough at that time because uh, 30 years we were under emergency and under the emergency more than five workers cannot be get together. Therefore, the, uh, the government all came to power. They used this uh, work, work uh, situation. And uh, the other thing is because of the 30 years war, the people, you know, the whole society uh, got uh, militarized. And therefore, the, the people mentality was very, very uh, against the, uh, you know, activities of unions because they always thinking about uh, the how to fight against the so-called terrorists and the government and the, even the media was uh, really giving the impression that uh, the people has to give up everything first we have to uh, f uh, fight against the terrorists so the and the, the other thing is uh, in the south where our union is uh, basically based uh, the majority of our members are singalese and um, almost all their member you know our members sometimes uh, the the women workers who are members of our union their brothers have joined to the army so the the war was very much uh, tied up with their personal life because if something happened so they were worried about what is happened to their brothers so so that was the situation where which we were uh, organized unions in the free trade zone in the last six months, there's been a change of government and the Rajapaksa government ha is, is no more. So has this meant less repression and more room to organise for workers in Sri Lanka? Yes, if you compare with the Rajapaksa regime, always uh, they tr he tried to use this because the, the, the whole thing was a very authoritarian government. So, But... Uh, People were really wanted uh, change. That is why the, they used this uh, Maitri policy Risena as a common candidate in order to get rid of um, um, Rajapaksha. But although the, the people were able to uh, get rid of Rajapaksha from the presidency, but still the situation has not been changed. Uh, for instance, uh, the whole society is, has been, uh, you know, we can say even there is no civil society as such in Sri Lanka because of the 30 years civil war as well as the so-called free economy policy has uh, created the competition among people. So therefore, the people are not really concerned about the other, you know, the common uh, activities or they don't have any feelings of uh, others. So. Therefore, uh, although the, there is a change of, uh, you know, regime, but still uh, a lot of things has to be done, especially we, unless the Sri Lanka is, uh, you know, handling or, or resolve the problem of the Tamil people, we don't see any future. And also the issue of wages for, for workers is a major issue with uh, very low wa wages being kept down by successive governments. Yeah, of course, there was a time the Sri Lanka was a kind of a model to other South Asian countries because 
we had a higher wages compared to other countries and we had higher labor standard but nowadays i think uh, uh, we are in the low in the if you compare with south asia other countries and our salaries for the worker who's working in the free trade zone are now in the 74 us dollars per month whereas uh, we did the survey of the living wage uh, of uh, the according to the finding of our survey the four member family must have at least uh, 300 us dollars per month so how can they manage with 74 uh, us dollars per month so the wage issue is a main issue that is why even during the presidential election our union took up uh, the raised the issue of uh, private sector employees including the salary and demanded a national minimum wage for the private sector employees so as a result of our campaign the the government uh, which was formed after the presidential election they came up uh, with the, uh, you know even the cabinet has decided to uh, come up with the legislation to introduce a national minimum wage for the private sector employees in top of that the the 2500 salary increase for the private sector employee from fifth effect from may 2015 Getting to a more specific example, you've been involved in a major ongoing struggle at the Ansel factory. Can you give us some of the background on what the issue is? Yeah, the Ansel is uh, one of the biggest multinational operating in Sri Lankan free trade zone, Biagama free trade zone uh, from 1978. And this uh, facility was, uh, you know, Uh, although they claim that they are the one of the best uh, factory operating in the free trade zone but they never allow the workers to organize trade unions and even 1993 when the workers tried to organize uh, union and they dismissed uh, 37 employees and when the workers had a protest one worker died were killed by the police uh, by shoot the police and then the workers were trying to organize unions and then they became a member of our union in 19 uh, 2008 and from 2008 uh, although we had made more than 80% of our membership and the ensel management refused to recognize although the law says uh, if you have a 40% of membership employer has to recognize the union as a bargaining agent but this ensel they refused to recognize and uh, in the meantime they wanted to increase the you know contract labor rather than the permanent labor so they were planning to get rid of uh, employees uh, the permanent cadre by replacing the contract labor so when our union were opposed to that uh, so the management decided to get rid of our get rid of our union that is what happened uh, 2013 when our branch union president was suspended from work without even giving any concrete reasons and when our members went on strike in 2013 11th of october they went on they were they were strike uh, for 4 months and during the 4 months they recruited uh, contract labor and they were able to uh, break the strike and as a result uh, they have dismissed uh, 305 workers have been dismissed and now we are Uh, while we are fighting in the legal uh, battle but we are continuing our international campaign 
and uh, now uh, uh, we have uh, we affiliated to the industrial global union so the industrial global union has taken up this issue with internationally and now the australian unions have supported very well and then uh, we are going to organize a campaign and in the same time we are going to organize uh, to contact the other amsel uh, workers in other part of the world we have already contacted the malaysian uh, trade union and we have already contacted the uh, brazilian amsel um, workers and uh, likewise we are going to develop a kind of a network among the amsel workers in the uh, world and uh, try to pressurize the amsel to take them back with back wages that is our demand that sounds fantastic and I, and i think your goal to actually um organize and connect ancel workers in different countries uh, i think is very much the way to go in fighting global companies in this global economy and of course you're also here in melbourne because there's going to be solidarity demonstration tuesday outside ancel headquarters we have uh, the, the australian unions have organized a protest on tuesday at 2 pm in front of the hamsel headquarters so i think uh, the hamsel has under pressure but uh, although australian unions have asked for a discussion with the management with my participation but they have uh, they have not agreed to, to give an opportunity to meet me but uh, we will continue our campaign until the hamsel agreed to recognize the union and take uh, all workers back with Backwages. We wish you all the very best, and we'll keep our listeners informed on how this very important struggle is progressing. Thank you very much. That was Anton Marcus speaking there with Pierre Morrow. Of course, a reference to that rally was actually held uh, the Tuesday just gone, so there is no upcoming um, rally in support of the Ansel workers. That demonstration has already happened and we are reporting on it in this week's mini news. If you um, have signed up to that, you'll receive that on Sunday evening. The fascist group United Patriots Front are organizing against a mosque in Bendigo this Saturday. Campaign against racism and fascism will hold a counter rally against them to show our opposition to Islamophobia and fascism. We are calling on all our supporters to meet us at 1 p.m. at Bendigo Trades Hall, 40 View Street, Bendigo. We will then march to the Bendigo Town Hall as a group at half past 1 p.m. For more information, SMS 0422726843 or visit the Campaign Against Racism and Fascism Facebook site. Do get along to that um, anti-fascism counter rally today. Uh, we're meeting at one o'clock at the Bendigo Town Hall, 40 View Street, Bendigo. Uh, it's gonna, it's there's gonna be some serious, serious. Um, Racist on the street. We do want to oppose them. We do want to say that this is absolutely unacceptable in our town, in our world. Um, we're not going to tolerate the rise of fascism. That is today really, um, really calling on people to come out. But that does bring us to the end of Asia Pacific Currents for another Saturday morning. Thanks for tuning in. Of course, Asia Pacific Currents is brought to you by Australia Asia Worker Links. As I've said, you can find us on the web or the w's.aawl.org.au. Um, we're on Facebook and Twitter. 
and we post news and current affairs from the region, from the labour movement from around the region, so you can stay on top of what's happening. Coming up next is Palestine Remembered, so we'll just get straight into that. Hey, this is Nick from Pinyara. You're listening to 3CR. Please support community radio and your local music scene. Subscribe now. Give money back to the people that give music to you. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.